0: Pop my culture. Pop my culture.
1: Everyone. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Everyone. It's the Pop My Culture Podcast with your hosts, Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Hey, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm
2: Vanessa Ragland. Yay!
1: We get more and more sing-songy every week yeah. as we do these intros. I go <laughs>
2: threatened. I've been messing my This is the show.
1: This Um hi everybody i had a red bull and it rubbed off on coal <laughs> it really did <laughs> osmosis wise mm. uh thank you guys for osmosis coming Jones. to our show this is you guys are gonna really have a lot of fun with this episode oh my
2: gosh i'm still glowing we recorded this after we recorded the episode and this is one of my favorite people ever what a sweet wonderful person yeah
1: it was really fun a lot of great stories
2: talented we- and amazing and just like you want to keep touching him because he's so sweet <laughs>
1: Okay, not really where <laughs> I would have gone with it, but uh, he's a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, before we get to our guest, uh, a couple quick things. Uh, if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us to get more listeners and uh, makes us look cool, yeah, yo. It
2: makes us feel great. And um, you can always email us at info at potmyculturepodcast.com. We love hearing from you and we always write back. And so any kind of feedback we really appreciate.
1: Yeah, and, and stories and stuff. Uh, yeah. There was a nice gentleman, Perry, I believe his name, yes, who wrote us. Uh, and one of the things he mentioned was that driving theaters aren't dead everywhere, which is what we I talked about on the in the episode. We have a date in If yeah. we go to Atlanta. Yeah, there's some nice ones uh, still kicking around this country. So, yay, take your children if you have a chance. It's a fun experience. It,
2: yeah, and they'll remember it forever.
1: There you go. I sure do. Um, mm-hmm. Also, um, we have some uh, thanks to give. There's some people that donated to yeah. our podcast. There's a donate button on our website, popmyculturepodcast.com. Click every ticket. Yeah. It's my favorite. Click <laughs> every <it or> ticket. <laughs> um, so, to help me do these thanks, I've got a special guest here in my jacket pocket. Let me oh, just. Oh, what do
2: you
1: have? Oh.
0: Just... Oh. <laughs> ah. Whoa. My face was pressed up against a little booby. <laughs> uh,
1: hello, tiny Catherine Hepburn.
0: Hello, hello. Oh, I've got a crick in my neck.
1: <laughs> it happens. Oh. So, so Kathy, can I call you Kathy? Yeah,
0: no, please don't okay. ever do that again, Catherine. It's tiny Catherine Hepburn. Tiny Catherine Hepburn.
1: <laughs> yes. We have some people that donated to this podcast. Oh, well,
0: that's very generous that of We would, them.
1: would love to thank. Oh, so, right. if you great, could help great. us out,
0: yeah, so, oh, Um certainly.
1: first up is uh, is Sean.
0: Sean. Sean.
1: With a W. Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay.
0: It helps me to prepare. Sean, I want to thank you on behalf of Cole and, and Vanessa, obviously. Uh, I think what you're doing is really great. I've heard wonderful, wonderful things about you. And, uh, you know, best wishes to you and yours. Is that enough? That sort of thing? No, is that's, that that's you, great.
1: That's great. All right. uh, uh, Hiram?
0: Hiram? Hiram? Hiram.
1: Hiram. Okay.
0: Hi- Hello, Hiram. Um, I want to thank you for supporting the podcast. I hear you're strapping, young man, and uh, we really, really appreciate it. I, I, I hope you enjoy your whole whole life. Enjoy your whole life. Now, there's a, there's a thing to say. I mean it.
1: No, that was nice. I
0: mean it. Enjoy your whole life.
1: And uh, one more, Stephanie.
0: Stephanie. You know, I knew a boy named Stephen once. That reminds me. We would golf together. mm so thanks, Stephanie. Very good. I'm, having a, I'm in the middle of a pleasant reverie about a nine-hole course.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks for helping out, <laughs> Catherine. Here's are am uh, very Here's tired. some uh, oyster crackers.
0: Mm. All right. And I'll put you back in the I need some
2: Perrier. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> All
1: right. Well, thank you guys for donating. What a
2: yeah, – That is a thanks, big pocket you it's have. It's a whole. pretty big pocket. What's I thought of- he had this one twitchy booby, but it turns out
1: – there's a, there's, a couple of, well, there's a couple of different tiny celebrities in there. Tiny, <laughs> tiny Carrie Grant's in there. Oh my
2: gosh, I can't wait to meet him.
1: Tiny Juice and Statham. That's <laughs> for another week. Um, also, uh, some people donated who listened to the show to, to? Uh, LLS. Yes. And uh, Vanessa, let's tell people about that. Yes.
2: Okay, so I am in the middle of a campaign to... I've been nominated to be Leukemia Lymphoma Society Woman of the Year. It's a, basically a 10-week fundraising campaign. and All the money goes straight to LLS. And um, Nerdist has been super supportive, which is amazing. And a lot of our listeners have been really supportive, and even some of our guests. It's been so great. And I just want to thank everybody. I've been trying to email everyone that's um, donated it all, but you can find the information on our website, Mm -hmm. on Pop My Culture. There's a blog post, a few posts down, with all the information you need. And um, I really appreciate your support on behalf of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society.
1: Yay! Yeah. So help uh, help Vanessa win this thing. Yes! (laughs) She needs to Meryl Streep this.
2: I cannot wait to wear my big gold dress and cry.
1: That's right. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, let's get to our guest. I'm really excited. You guys are really going to have a fun time. Here we go. Our guest today, he's a stand-up. He's an actor. He's a writer. You know him as Cousin Gerard uh, on Everybody Loves Raymond. He just wrote My Seinfeld Year. Fred Stoller is here.
2: (laughs) Hi, Fred. (laughs) Hey, Fred.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: We're really excited to have you. Oh,
3: I'm very – it's a fun one. I've been listening to – This and different ones. I like this feel a lot. Oh, thanks. Thanks. It even... It's fun easy being here just looking at knickknacks yeah. i like it <laughs> it's it a very homie pop culture, yeah. yes we record in a studio with the highest ceilings of
1: all studios yeah. and okay. with my
2: dogs in bed
1: vanessa's <laughs> living room <laughs> well, thanks for being here fred oh, yeah. uh we have uh we have to talk about the oscars we have to they just happened just
0: um, happened. even though
1: this podcast will probably be out after people are done talking about it, yeah. but that's okay um it'll
2: still feel pertinent we have to talk about it to us yeah
1: um All in all, I thought it was a pretty good ceremony this year. I thought it went by pretty good. I didn't think it dragged too much. That's just me. Mm -hmm. But I had a big Oscar party like I do every year.
2: It did clip along well. I will agree with that. But, I mean, I think I might have controversial opinions. Are you guys ready?
1: Are
3: the dogs trying to chime in? Yeah, they're
2: like, we loved Billy Crystal. (laughs) Don't even say it.
3: I'm
1: saying it. (laughs) Uh, I think we're about to disagree, but go for it. You loved him? I didn't love him, but I thought he did a serviceable job.
2: Okay. I would agree with a serviceable job. I would just say, why? Why Billy Crystal? Why
3: not Billy Crystal? Why not Crystal? What, James Franco again? No. Like, what are you going to do? I didn't say that,
2: Call Don't put words but I in my guess, mouth. I, I
3: guess she... But the fact that Eddie Murphy pulled out... Yeah. ...meant uh, he was doing a noble thing, doing something... Because yeah. a lot of them, want they go, oh, I don't want to be second choice. Oh, yeah. That's so true. I hadn't fact, thought of it like that. The fact he wasn't prepping all year to do it... Don't you give him extra points?
2: Okay, he can have points. But I, mean, I, know, I, still... I know he
1: wanted to do it because <laughs> I had gone to this, they had like a 20th anniversary screening of City Slickers at the Arrow here that yeah. I went to. And he talked afterwards and somebody asked him if he would come back and host the Oscars. And he said, like, I, you know, I actually think I'd like to do it. You know, if somebody asked me, I think I would do it. And, that's, and then somebody ran a story on that screening saying, Billy Crystal wants to host the Oscars again. Oh. So I knew that he wanted to do it. Yeah. Uh, and then the whole Eddie Murphy, Brett Ratner thing happened. I was like, yeah, well, I guess it's not going to happen. And then when that didn't happen, and then I wasn't surprised that Billy stepped in because I knew he
3: wanted well, to. Well, because it. it was safe, because, you know, yeah. they went through anxiety like, well, Eddie Murphy, you know, and, and Burt Ratner, what would, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is something like, all right, enough aggravation when people just say ridiculous things. I, I how much did, 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 Does anyone ever ask this question? How much, not that they do it for money, how much do they get?
0: Oh, it's the a host. Lot of That's a yeah. good question. That's a good
3: question. That's a very good question. I don't
1: know. I, mean, I imagine they're getting paid something because they do do a lot they of prep and a lot of rehearsal. Yeah. yeah, but you could also
3: say it's. The it's biggest the biggest commercial do you'll
2: ever have for yourself. Yeah, yeah
3: right. and its you could say you hosted the Oscars. Right. <laughs> that that, that alone is something. But, but you got to say the Oscars are making money. It's like when people talk about this shock that people on – what's that show? Uh, that Dr. Jew show I hate, but I watched it. Uh, oh, celebrity Rehab. Because yep. it's not a rehab. It's a farce. You're putting people together. You know we'll fight. People get shocked that they – Get paid money to celebrities, but first of all, VH1 is making money, yep. Dr. Drew's making money.
2: Everybody's so, making money. Yes, yeah, so. I got it right here. Oh, how so much? Three, Billy
3: Crystal got paid $3.5 million. $3.5 million wow. Billy Crystal got paid. So he paid got, got way soundtrack.
1: more
2: than the President of the United States makes you, you, in you, you, all you, of you, his terms combined. <laughs> <laughs> but you
3: could also say, they could say, hey, this is an honor to do it. Yeah. You know, so in one way, $3 million is more than I thought that yeah. you'd get. Don't put that out there, V. Don't sell yourself short.
1: <laughs>
2: no, I'll do it for free. Cammy, I'm telling. Vanessa
3: and I
1: will co-host the Oscars for $100,000. Okay. That'd be good, right? Yeah, that's still good. It yeah. saves you guys three point four million dollars could
3: you, could you argue that it's less work if you were Carson when you're just doing jokes? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, you know, like Billy Crystal does a thing with the, you know, what's it called? The prosthetic. And, oh, yeah. And, and, and like... Like a letter no Letterman probably did pre taped stuff and Conan too.
2: Oh yeah. No, I don't know. I, I actually did think it was a well run show this year. I didn't have like last year it felt so weird with the hosts. And yeah. I didn't think it felt weird at all.
1: Well, but the- I was
2: being pushed some heavy martinis by my host. And <laughs> and I was all so it was like an adult party, but there were also some kids there. And there was this nine year old girl that I loved that loved Hugo. And by the end of the Oscars I was like drunk off martinis, just Booing Hugo violently.
3: And Are you making the nine-year-old cry? The nine-year-old. <laughs> she was just
2: sitting there. She was like, it was a good movie. And I was like, boo, boo! It wasn't pretty. Drinking
1: your Billy Cristal.
2: Hey-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: we actually do We do a big Oscar party every year, and we always have movie-themed snacks after the nominees and yeah. stuff, and drinks and things like that. too. So I had a drink that I made called the Extremely Loud and Incredibly Drunk.
3: <laughs> a lot of booze in it. I was going to talk about that, that... This whole new thing, making ten movies, part of it. Like, did any one part of that movie think they're going to win? Right. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, there's ten, and, you know you know so it's when they even read that as one of the things you just go <laughs> like, that's not come happening. on I mean I get why they do
1: it it's like they want to have a chance to have more mainstream movies potentially in the 10 pictures and was that even that mainstream No no it was 9 because you basically have to get. it has to get X amount of first place votes from the Academy people like you write in like what do you think was the best movie of the year and if it gets above X amount of votes then it can qualify for the 10 and only 9 pictures qualified this year based on that criteria
3: oh wow
1: um but what's I and mean, then i get i get like if you're extremely loud and incredibly close you're happy to be nominated because it pu- but there's it probably no your, one
3: in that camp no, that prepared anything no, well. no like, they know they're not going gonna, to gonna party win tonight. i mean they <laughs> had a, they had a 48
1: percent of rotten tomatoes like yeah. it's the worst reviewed movie that's nominated for best picture in 10 years wow but like boom it automatically it helps your box office a ton I'm if you get sure. that nomination because everybody's going out trying to see it. and then you the get to be and, oh i see oh, everyone
3: has to see everything yeah so it
1: helps your business from a sense oh no, standpoint. Right. So I mean I get that. But yeah, like the nine pictures, like there's a bunch there that were like really, you know, <laughs> didn't necessarily need to be nominated. My my weirdest, the thing I didn't really like too much. I get what they were going for this year, but like Angelina's leg, was, we know. No, no, we'll talk about that. <laughs> but were all the uh, the little testimonials of actors talking about like movies they saw, like, yeah. like I get it. We know what movies are. Not, <laughs> you're not selling us on the concept of movies. We're already on board, you know.
3: Yeah, like my, I'm glad. I'd have to. I guess they prepare it. What was my first movie? I in a the theater. I can't oh. remember. I it's no hard idea. to remember. Like I, I have a bunch that I remember shorter of being around that time. I but. remember being traumatized because <laughs> um, I saw it with my parents, the movie Charlie. Do you remember that? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. This is a movie about a guy that was um, – I, you know what's weird in the last 2 years you can't say retarded mentally we can. it's all the same people on. yell at me like I must feel like I could do Jewish jokes cuz I'm Jewish yeah. or I could be retard you know but it's about Cliff Robertson who you're young you probably know him as the the uh the dad in the Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah um but he played a guy that was retarded or mentally ret- what, what, what,
2: you can call him a tarred bucket
3: okay that's that's and <laughs> that's- they tried an experiment on him and he was uh an articulate, normal guy. Yeah. And then it wore off. It was based on a book, Flowers for Algebra. Oh, night, right? yeah. So so we, we, I seen it with my parents. And always on Saturday nights in New York, you get the Sunday Times. I never understood as a kid. This is the Sunday Times. Why are we buying this at Saturday at 9? <laughs> and I held the, the paper, and I dropped it by accident. My mother went, you're just like Charlie. <gasps> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so... That was one of my first movie experiences. (laughs) That's great. So I was retarded because I dropped a newspaper.
1: (laughs) We'll we'll agree on a term. Let's make it something fun. Retarded Montelmon.
2: Yeah, that's nice. Or,
1: (laughs) I don't know. I got nothing.
2: Um,
3: But yeah, that was the thing. Their first movie experience? I guess, yeah.
1: It, oh. It's weird. It's like I, I tweeted about something, uh, like a, a random tweet about that that, that like, kind of blew up because like Patton Oswalt retweeted uh-huh. it or whatever. It was stupid. I just put like um, Brad. Next time, say spoiler before you ruin Gargantua's. <laughs> <laughs> so he went through the whole plot of the movie yeah. or whatever. But, but that was just That's me, just kind of being like, why is this in? Why is this? I get it. Like, look at these stars. They love
3: movies. <laughs> but well, it's a long yeah. ceremony. <laughs> I like. don't, I, actually, my favorite is in memoriam, and I love the uproar oh, yeah. the next day yeah. where they left out.
2: Oh yeah,
3: and. Um, I don't like when they have a live singer. Like they had one with James Taylor, remember? And yeah, you focus on the lady that looked like Billy Preston.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What I don't like about that is, and they thankfully didn't do it this year, when that happens sometimes is like they're not on the screen and the in-memoriam starts and they're like looking at the singer and you catch the screen from the corner or something and you can't read the name. You're like, well, great, great tribute to that person, director. Like just show the viewers at home the actual screen with all the people that passed away and like let the people at the friggin' Hollywood Highland Center look at the singer if
3: they want to now, wait now these, when they do the in memoriam, these are people who passed away in 2011
2: in the year, right? The, the, the calendar, but
3: Whitney year. Houston was this year. Yeah. Right. This the year sometimes they'll the get Oscars, mad. They I left someone out. Oh yeah. And they're no, like, they like the from last year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, they left out, they left out Harry Morgan they left out Bubba Hightower Smith. I know those two. Oh,
3: well, yeah, that guy was in those police police you academy know. movies. Yeah, I, I, I had. Loved. I used to have police academy toys. I had a bobcat.
2: <gasps> oh, yeah. All, oh, and nice. the guy with
3: the, Michael Winslow. Those, I love those action. Remember those yeah, action yeah, yeah. figures? I have those. Yeah, I love. Um, they left out. They shouldn't have left him out.
1: Yeah, Were he was great. Mad? I loved High Tower. Uh, I don't know, just a couple people twoted, uh, twoted about it, <laughs> tweeted about it. Tweeted about it. I don't. It's it's hard to remember. You know, who they say who passed out. out, and then somebody says, "Oh, they left so yeah. and so out there." Like, oh, uh, upper.
2: I'm always so surprised whenever they show those
3: film editors. So many
2: people pass away. I mean, in the I, year that sounds so silly, but like. It seems impossible to lose that many people every year. You oh, know? Well,
3: yeah, there's a lot that's always like, oh, I, I didn't know he died. Yeah, exactly. or, or I thought he was dead.
2: Yeah, I thought he'd been dead for years. Yeah. <laughs> Th-
3: this year, like, I commented to something. And this is going to sound weird,
1: but I said, like, you know what? It wasn't that bad of an in memoriam Mor this year. Like, that not as many people died as last year. That I was like, oh my god, that uh, yeah. person, that person, that person. Like, there were a couple. <laughs> right. like In the Peter Falk moment when they said "As You Wish," everybody oh. in my Oscar party, I'm like, oh, it was like this big
3: audible, yeah. like,
1: oh my god. I love Peter Falk. I forgot about that kind of thing. Yeah, but.
3: Uh, what's his name? Um, my fa- Dog Day Afternoon is one of my favorite movies, and uh, Sidney Lumet. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I love yeah. Sidney Lumet. Yeah, he's
1: amazing. The fact that he was still making movies up until he died was oh yeah, pretty incredible. Like it was amazing.
2: I just this is totally unrelated. Uh, sorry, I just found out James Lipton is eighty five.
3: Yeah, he is.
2: Isn't that crazy? He has pickled himself or something. Like, he looks...
3: How do you know he said they had... found it on the oh, internet. Oh, I thought they had an in memoriam. people not <laughs> just dead. in case. But
1: will be next year. He Real needs
3: predictions. He
1: needs to do his own actor studio, be on there, interview himself.
2: Yeah. Right?
1: The other thing that I thought was, like, there was the whole Angelina Jolie leg thing that was a big deal to people.
2: Oh, yeah. I um, was just so silly, right?
1: It was just a weird pose. Yeah. Like, she got up that there and hitting. just vamped it up. And, and uh, then Jim Rash mimicked her, oh, which was lovely. hilarious. What
3: was the thing where... Cameron Diaz and the other one had their oh, asses. I don't get that. What happened? They, they turned stuff? around. Oh, Cameron, yes. they turned their asses. And Jennifer yeah. Jennifer Lopez.
1: Like, it was for makeup. So I think they were thinking, like, we'll do, like, a Maybelline thing where we'll start with our backs to the yeah, audience well, and then we'll not turn not around like sassy. What was stupid about it was then they giggled for like 10 minutes like they'd just done the funniest thing in the history of the Academy <laughs> Awards.
3: These are great comedians. <laughs> when... when um, When Ben Stiller, the woman with him, um, Emma Stone. Yeah, when at first I go, oh, she's being naturally funny, like, and then the bit went on too long. At first I go, oh, they're not doing a bit. And I liked it, but then it was a bit... Well, the Robert Downey Jr. thing didn't, I didn't... It didn't, didn't really work either.
1: Yeah. I mean, the problem is the banter's hardly ever very good, which is funny to me since they have a lot of writers. They yeah. have a big writing staff that's supposed to write to the comfort of the presenters, something that's really going to click, that whole thing. And it hardly ever does. Like, oh, that
2: would be so much pressure to have to write that banter.
1: But I, I mean, I get it if you're trying to write, you know, banter for two, like, total, like, planks up there that have no natural charisma yeah. or whatever, you know, like, and you're trying to do but something... they
2: movie stars. ...that always
1: ends up just being like, Editing sure is a lot of hard work. Isn't that right, James Franco? <laughs> oh, you should write on it. I should. <laughs> you be
3: yeah, is this your
1: audition? Editing, more like <laughs> let's edit this bit and get to the nominees. Ha, ha, ha. That would be good. That's what it is <laughs> most of the time. And I, I get the idea of that documentary thing with, uh, with Robert Downey Jr. and, and Gwyneth that could have been funny, but it was just clunky and long and...
2: I was too many martinis deep to... To, to remember uh, that? In, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so you
1: don't remember Warhorse winning everything?
2: War Horse. That's the award.
1: <laughs> Did you War see Horse. every movie that was nominated? I saw all the pictures, yeah. I didn't see all the performances. I didn't see, like, Iron Lady or... Well, Someone,
3: oh. I'm stealing a tweet, uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, when Billy Crystal was making fun of the actress of being old... He goes, these are older guys. Remember he did a yeah. bit. Yeah. Someone said, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, I thought like, I don't know. I, Billy,
1: like, he's a decent traffic cop. And that's what I think a host should be. It's like do Inocuous, a bit up top. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Nothing make a crack. He had really Keep it moving sprayed forward.
2: on hair. Come on. What's up with that?
1: He's getting older. No,
2: but he's refusing to. Like George Clooney like, gets oh, up there. Oh, that's like a
1: new thing in Hollywood. <laughs> I
2: think it's new for Billy Crystal. Go with it. We love you. Just be Billy Crystal. Don't tuck me, your me, head in your you back. Mean, of your neck. Be
3: bald or be gray.
2: I just mean don't look so fake right like women get slammed for it all the time but nobody for a man everyone's like no 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 he's just no i'm gonna slam him too
3: men get
1: slammed for it too if you have if you look weird because you <laughs> keep altering your appearance so much you're gonna get called on it whether you're a male or a female
3: But men, men's faces don't look as weird when a woman's obviously yeah class. like everyone yeah it was one people all,
2: are more okay with men aging all
3: of a sudden people went nuts about meg ryan like, oh what yeah. did she do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people got scared. But, <laughs> yeah. There was
2: panic in the industry. She yeah, did get scared. Were at the yeah, people running out
3: of theaters. There was that one where she was, it was sort of like NC-17-ish. Oh, yeah. What was that movie? And in th- the Cut? Yeah. I think was the name of it, yeah. Oof. Meg. People got scared.
2: Meg, be our sweetheart. This is my plea to Meg Ryan. Come th- That's back. the
1: weird thing is, like, why... Why have they not done another Tom Hanks Meg Ryan rom-com since like You've Got Mail? I think was I the last think one. Meg they Ryan. did.
3: They did another. Oh, maybe I get them confused with Sandra Bur- Sandra Bullock. Um, wait, didn't didn't Tom Ryan do another? Tom and Ram- Meg haven't done anything together in a long time. I think the last thing was You've
1: Got Mail. She decides
2: she doesn't want to be in romantic comedies anymore.
1: I know, but just do it. What do you <laughs> do?
2: What you gonna do it in the we cut like again? That. We Go like that. Go do it in the cut.
1: No one saw it. No one liked it.
2: Whoa. Cole's getting really sassy.
1: I'm just saying, like, people get typecast. It happens,
3: right? <laughs> but you're... I, uh, yeah, I'm always the tough guy. Yeah. Punching people in the head the tunch- and the Sopranos. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm always the starting center on a basketball team. that yeah. Dunks a lot. People get typecast. That's <laughs> what happens. Um, I don't know. I mean, you branch out all you want to branch out, but, like, you were, like, the America Sweetheart along yeah. with Julia Roberts. Like, just be that. It's, it's fine.
3: It's good. She, she hasn't so... done a romantic comedy in a while? No. mm
2: she did that other what? weird Gerard Butler. Oh, was that in the cut? That
3: The no. Gerard
2: Butler movie? mm That was weird, too. Oh, Meg. Oh, Meg. She's happy. She's got Baby Lewis or whoever. That baby. Oh, it's a girl baby. Never mind. I'm mixing what? up all those babies people get. <laughs> people get babies from all people over these days. People get babies
1: all the time. Uh, what about that Cirque du Soleil thing in the middle of the Oscars?
2: Oh, yeah. Wow. They're talented people. When they were swinging around on those silk ropes? It's yeah. weird, but... Go for it. It was
1: fine. I love the fact that everybody gave them a standing ovation afterwards.
2: I like a little spectacle. I guess.
1: <laughs> the thing, the thing that I thought was funny about it was like the very start of the bit was those two people in the front row yeah. that were like, this will be so much fun, eh? And they'd uh. like say that to Meryl Streep, and she looked like she didn't want to be anywhere near yeah. what was like? What is, what is? going on. Like She didn't know <gasps> uh. that they were going to talk to her at the beginning of the. bit. Speaking of, of bit.
3: standing ovations, I know this is a stupid observation I'm making. I but doubt it. Well, no, no. Like some people – like what was the standing ovation? Oprah? Who were the three that came out? Spielberg? Uh, oh, Oprah,
1: yeah. James Earl Jones, and right. Doug Smith, his makeup guy. Doug Baker, Doug something. Rick Baker? It wasn't Rick Baker. Rick Baker gave him his intro at oh. the thing, but it was like Dick Smith,
3: I think was his name, but something very generic. There'll be something where someone on a show – We'll get a standing ovation. But but they want to have in a different context. It's hard oh, me to make. Oh, yeah, articulate. yeah, yeah. Like if they had James Earl Jones come out, you know, hey James Earl Jones. But 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 if it's like this is a guy, you know, it's yeah. whatever the build up yeah. is, let's celebrate him and the, you know what I mean? Yeah. He did things and did <laughs> He's black so voices. Great. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like if it was just let's bring out Oprah Winfrey you know, she's going to bring the. the you no, see what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah, yeah if Let's you're just bring like, out a. Woman who ladies and gentlemen,
1: Oprah Winfrey, and she comes yeah. out, people <laughs> would have like, yeah. yeah, great. We like you, Oprah. Because right. otherwise, you would be doing, doing that all day. For you would be that, doing, <laughs> doing that <laughs> for every presenter. Yeah. You'd feel <laughs> like, ugh, oh, I've got to get up again. You have
3: see the people in the audience when they see the cameras on them and then they laugh then oh, they yeah. stand on, oh they see I'm not standing yeah. I'm like you know yeah. I gotta stand oh. there yeah my favorite
1: is like when there's a joke and then they cut to somebody and they're obviously not amused at all as to what it is like Ooh, they, they do that they're like they either were smile. like they're either spacing out or they just don't care or they just don't get it or they just don't like whoever's up there doing the joke and then it cuts to them and they're like eh. and then and then then really quickly like if they realize they're on camera they kind of go
3: <laughs> years ago oh. Billy crystal um, a thing, well, who's thinking what? That's, that's his regular thing, which he did this time, too. Yeah, yeah, and he did one making fun of uh Denzel Washington, who was in the movie The Hurricane, mm-hmm. which I liked a lot. I thought it was mm-hmm. very underrated. Yeah, it was good. And and he did a thing like, they're gonna blame this on me, or some black joke. <laughs> Denzel Washington, I'm like, what an idiot! Like this <laughs> my, it's so lame, and yeah, you know, that, that's
1: when they cut to Nick Nolte when he did the Nolte joke and he started going, ah, oh my gosh. Like, I
3: don't know what Nick's going to do. <laughs> like, Basically correct. He's on that new show, Luck, which... I'm oh, not, yeah. I'm a horse race guy. I never... Yeah. Is that the
2: show that has the scary posters?
3: It's a lot what? of... <laughs> Luck, it's about horse racing. I don't know. The show gives oh. me hope because it's <laughs> a lot of not great looking middle-aged men in a show. Meaning, you don't have to be a snarky guy on... I used to do all these sitcom work. Yeah. You know, I'm just a schmucky delivery guy that pops in. But all of a sudden, it's guys with a goatee dude, and that, you know, <laughs> or a spiky hair with tattoos. You know what I mean? you yeah, got to totally. get
2: really tight pants. Yeah,
3: but, but old. I'm, like, old school. <laughs> you know, now I'm working on, like, TV land. And yeah. All the shows I used to do are now, like, you know, Cory in the House or, you know, yeah. like, Wizards of Waverly Place. But yeah. <gasps> mm. You like that show?
2: I mean... I'm interested. <laughs> oh,
3: I work with, you, what, the hunky guy, David Henry? Did I you, just
2: like, I, I really like Wizards of <laughs> Waverly. Really. You know,
3: I got to tell you, like, I, I, I wasn't familiar with it. Yeah. And, you know, and I've done these kids shows, which I'm glad to work, but usually it's broad where, oh, take my shirt off and make muscles a yeah. joke, or I did the show Cory in the House. It, it, it was like a Disney show where we had a slip on food and, and have pies in our <laughs> oh face. God. It's usually really broad. I went And I had four weeks on Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, it's a kid show. It was very subtly written for a kid's yeah. show. Very clever. The kids were so down to earth. Um, Selena Gomez. Oh. And it's so funny because like... Uh, <laughs> Okay. I, uh, she it's, gets excited for these kinds of stories, as you can we're tell. We're so close to sure. Bieber right now. <clears throat> well, for, this is funny because where's my iPhone? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out. And, you know, it's like, hey, a call. And you see Justin. And, you know, like, a, like just knowing that, oh my that God, she's that... getting a call. For, for <laughs> me, it's like Jerry, some schmuck, some <laughs> annoying guy who wants something for free with me. Or, But you just see oh, a call, uh, call, missed call from Justin. And it's like, you know, this is the biggest pop star that. in the world. Yes. <laughs> Selena, and
2: answer. So it's
3: kind of funny because I'm sort of like, you know, the, I'm just this weird middle-aged guy wearing a Wee Herman red hat. I played like a bellhop. And, you know, I'm lurking around. I think you know, and I'm just listening to uh, uh, this girl who played her friend. I forgot her name, um, her best friend on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. And and she's going, don't read into every text, you know. <laughs> guys are guys, and the, and and here are the, you know you, you know what the Justin text. Yeah. So I'm like listening, you know. I'm listening in, and and this is weird. Selena Gomez is so down to earth that, you know. She's not a spoiled person. Like, um, her fingers were bleeding because her iPhone dropped and it was cracked. And, and they're going, Come on, get it fixed. She goes, Oh, it's $600. i am going to Aruba with Justin or whatever. I want to save gosh. the money. Oh, my gosh. So, like, Her uh,
2: fingers are bleeding? <laughs> because she was
3: texting with a cracked <laughs> iPhone. And I said, Selena, I live by the Grove. I, uh, you, you know, you bring it in, uh, they'll exchange it. No, no. So, like a schmuck, I go to the thing, I go, yeah, it's for Selena Gomez. Will you give her a free iPhone? Get out of here, idiot. <laughs> oh. but, but then the producers, give me the phone, and they got her another oh one. Oh, my go. gosh. But she was, you know, she was like, has a concept of money. Not and that she's not she's, a she, little diva. Not at all. She was oh. so down to earth. Oh,
2: my gosh.
3: She was, she's one of these people that, at the rap party, you know, like, you know how, like, you know, take a picture with me, and they're taking forever to figure it. And yeah. I'm like, this, come on. I go, yeah. and I said, isn't it kind of like, you know it gets on your nerves when you have your arm around them and then yeah. and they don't do it because I don't mind. And she stays, and she I, I'll, I'll send you the video later. Like I was doing the thing, every person on every fan gets to come down and she signs every autograph.
2: Oh my gosh! So she was I, raised right. That she, is so. She nice really to hear. is.
3: Uh, yeah, and this guy David Henry who's very down to earth. Who yeah. played the brother? The most neurotic oh. was uh, De Louise. <laughs> He's like smoking a cigarette on the phone, going, I got to get out of this. I got a movie audition. And, and, you know, and, uh, you know, and it's like, I just got onto Twitter when I worked on Wizards. Yeah. I said, Hey, David, can you do me a favor and tweet Fred Stoller is working with you? Yeah. And he goes, I'll do that right now. And all of a sudden, oh, every email, follow you, follow someone's following you. So, I, you know, so they, they were just, yeah, great kids. That's
2: so cool. I love it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oof. I think that show has great morals, and I love the magic in it, too.
3: Oh, yeah. It's so, so fun. Did, so did you see my episodes? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, doing these kids shows is like a pathetic way to meet single moms. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm at the grove. Hey, do you know Rusty from Handy Manny? Uh, hey, and then, oh, uh, yeah. I'm I'm, not, I'm I'm talking to your kid, but I'm um, the guy from The Wizards. But,
2: but I'm a man yeah. with man needs. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> I'm using your kid (laughs) to get to you. I'll give him, uh, yeah, Selena's autograph. (laughs) You know, there's another wrench named Rusty, but we'll go into that right now. (laughs) Sure. Uh,
2: (laughs) Your career has gone through, well, you've worked on so many different kinds of programs. Right. I mean, I don't...
3: Except I've never done, like I said, the snarky office where you talk to the camera and go, Dude, the third time we were there, you know, <laughs>
2: yeah. it's like
3: gotten really, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I but mean, TV has changed so Yeah,
3: so yeah, much. yeah. I did, in the, the golden age of sitcoms in the 90s, they used to have, like, four sitcoms on every channel a night. Yeah. yeah. So I would get parts without auditioning. They just needed, oh, the schmucky guy, bring oh, him in. Oh, my gosh. And now, then, now, you know what? reality tv and game shows yeah. and yeah
2: all that stuff's taking over
1: yeah most of the scripted shows are struggling and you're lucky if they're on for more than a season or even a season right nowadays well, and
3: like i said now a lot of them are in tv land i did friend dresser's yeah. show twice and you know or yeah that's the old-fashioned comfort but it's it's it feels comfortable you yeah
2: know? well you have your book out now uh-huh. um, but what was your seinfeld experience like
3: <clears throat> well, acting on it was a delight. Yeah. Writing on it was dizzying. You know, I call it my <laughs> Seinfeld year because, like, my favorite – you know my favorite yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. This wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, – well, not, you know, I'm this whatever, nebbishy guy, not with the most confidence. And I lucked in and got a staff writing job. And, it, and at the time, I was starting to get a lot of these little parts of Murphy Brown. Go, All right, mm-hmm. I guess I'll try to be, like, a regular guy, maybe, you know, yeah. make money. And
2: Had you, you been know. writing – a lot. Like, how did you go about getting the staff writing
3: position? You know, I wasn't pursuing that. I never liked the idea of trying, you know, I never had that dream of being, um, remember Rob Petrie? Mm-hmm. The, you know, mm-hmm. sit around a table. Yeah. Hey, right. hey. Yeah. I, 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 tables are very competitive and loud, and yeah. I <laughs> would draw around loud people. So I wasn't really thinking of going the sitcom writing yeah. route, but I was at a my friend's surprise birthday party a stand-up Steve Scrovan and Larry David came in later after we went surprised knowing him <laughs> he want, the boys? you know I'm gonna come after that bullshit you know <laughs> it's, uh, you know so he was sort of like he knew me from New York and he yeah. used to sort of pick on me but just because you know I, I, I wear my heart whatever I am I don't overcompensate and pretend to be, like, you know, a yeah. tough guy. So, hey, when do you ever get laid? You know, he would sort of, when's the last time you get laid, you know? and uh, That's a really good impression. Yeah, you're a doomed Jew from New York. Your only hope is if you go blind. You're, you're, you're superficial, you know, whatever. <laughs> so he kind of would abuse me. And he was doing Aww, this a at this cute. party, and I never liked the idea of writing a spec script because yeah. you're writing something you know won't get done right? just to show your that ability. You can, yeah, right. yeah. and I, I, when I write something, to give me the impetus, I need the fantasy of it being done, yeah. you know? So, yeah, so people are talking about spec scripts, and he goes, how come you never wrote one? Like, people go, hey, Larry, did you read my thing? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and... and I, I, you know, he said, write well, one, nothing will happen, but I will read it. And he kept prefacing, prefacing nothing will happen, but then I went home thinking there would be people at 1994 when this happened would kill to have Larry David yeah. read theirs, sp- even today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Deal. Even Absolutely. today, even though it's been off the air, people would go, Larry, please read my yeah. spec Seinfeld. Yeah. So I felt I had to try and right. just do it. And I, I, I just looked through, yeah, premises. I always had premise books mm-hmm. of some weird stuff that happened. And then he called me up. At the time, he was using a lot of stand-ups, like milking them for yeah. like weird things that happened. And I guess he, he figured this is a schmucky guy that pathetic things happen to him. So I got to be on staff <laughs> for a season. Let me
2: take advantage. <laughs> yeah. So,
3: so when I, 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 um, I was on Seinfeld, it was weird because it's not like a table. Yeah. Well, where you found out storylines altogether for the season, you're totally on your own. My my analogy, it's like a homicide division where everyone's trying to solve crimes, but they have their own things and no one's mm. helping each other. You do the Mendelssohn murder. You do <laughs> Rodriguez, and uh, so is
2: it storylines or entire episodes that you have?
3: everyone has to do their own thing? Like basically, you have to come up with a Jerry, George, Kramer, and Elaine story. And yeah, it's not like other shows where, okay, we came up with this, you write this one about the basket, you do the scissor one. You know, you have to do everything. And the hard part is getting a hold of Jerry and Larry, because they're editing, casting, yeah. rewriting stuff on the floor, and, and and you can't write till you have all four storylines right. approved. Then you gotta show them on a the thing. So I'm trying to track them down, and I can't find them. It's oh like Spinal gosh. Tap going, where are they? And uh, <laughs> and I'm like napping in my thing because you can't write till you have any – you can't do anything. Yeah. So And sometimes I would take the liberty of writing something out, assuming they approved. What the hell did you do? Oh, you no. don't do that. I, I thought they said this would be <laughs> one you liked. And so it was just like my Seinfeld year is just this crazy – little story I I wrote that uh, was doing really well. People were just me just trying to learn the system at Seinfeld. And there was this guy this writer pretending to be my mentor, but he was my nemesis. He was, it's not man. He was pretending to show me the ropes, but I would try to pitch a story, you know, go to their office. He'd go, bro, not a good time. I'll tell you the good times. <laughs> go, okay. So I'd retreat back in my office and I'd come out, no, bro, Larry's in a bad mood. I'll shoot down anything now. So I was an idiot for not, yeah. So yeah, so my, it, was, it was crazy experience, but I don't regret doing it it's part of history yeah, i got a sh- i got to i got a story on approved that they did that was a thrill that's so amazing so the fact that I was part of seinfeld and you know yeah is but it's it's sort of like took a lot of my confidence away.
2: well that sounds like i mean it sounds like a lot, a lot of writers and performers experience on snl too it's just such a brutal training ground it's tough
3: oh yeah. but that i i yeah i couldn't begin to compete with that it sounds so
1: terrifying and you wrote well, you wrote the story for one, and then you actually wrote another I, I wrote,
3: right? The one I wrote was The Soup, not The right. Soup Nazi. It's a true story. In real life, this guy said, hey, Fred, I've been working out. I'm huge. My suit doesn't fit me. Here's an Armani suit. He gave me an Armani suit. He said, you just give me a meal for it. We're even – and so we went to Jerry's Deli and he ordered soup and a soda and it came to 20 bucks because, you know, it's yeah. expensive. And then he goes, I'm going to save the meal for another time. And he did this a few times. And then, and I. But
2: you kept having to pay?
3: Yes. because yeah, soup doesn't count yeah. as a meal. Yeah. So he'd say, hey, this. he'd go, hey, meet me at Jerry's. And I'd run, okay, I could get the obligation over with. And and then he did it again. And when I pitched a thing, Larry goes, Jerry's more assertive than you. He would say the first time this isn't a meal. I went, all right. So, <laughs> so that was one story. And then uh, this woman, when I worked in London, is a true story. Uh, we had fun and I thought I'd met someone and fell in love. So I paid for her to visit mm-hmm. me. Open-ended ticket. It turned out it was almost like the girl I met in London gave the ticket to someone who looked like her. It wasn't the same person. <laughs> she goes, you flew me here just for sex. Well, I was doing Larry's voice. <laughs> and uh, I go, well... Wait, we was were-
2: it Larry? Was that the woman? No. A- <laughs> I-,
3: I thought <laughs> a nice lady. But I go, look, it's not like I met a cool guy in London and would fly him here. So yeah. that was a storyline with Elaine. She met a guy in London. And, and then the Kramer was... I knew a guy who um, he wanted space, so he got rid of his refrigerator. So this was in um, my Seinfeld year, the Kindle I wrote. Yeah. I just told all the dynamics, and one thing that happened was I, in the script I wrote, Kramer is was getting rid of his refrigerator so he's walking with it on his back and tumbling (laughs) and so larry cut that stud off out and then after the table read michael richards comes up to me and he's like sulking because he didn't have a lot of stuff to do and i I was saying but you know i had this fun stuff what you with the refrigerator wobbling Goes, could you tell larry to put that back in you know please i i like doing physical please talk to larry so i said and I knew I was making a mistake. Bro, <laughs> it's
2: not a good time. I, I good know. Time, <laughs> I'm an time. idiot. But
3: he goes, please promise me. And I have the thing. I want everyone to like me. Yeah. I thought Kramer was hating me because, you know, he had the light part in that episode. <laughs> yeah. And he's looking at me. I, maybe I imagine you You wrote this and this is what you had me do. <laughs> it was not fun stuff. So I, I said, Larry, uh, what do you want? I go, uh. Um, so my, Michael Richards <laughs> a, asked me to ask you to put the stuff back. You don't talk to the actors, <gasps> oh. don't you talk to the actors? Oh my gosh! So uh, yeah.
2: Whoa! Well. well, Seinfeld's my favorite show, like of all time. I mean, I I just I love that show, and it's so interesting to hear about the writing process because it feels. I mean the the show feels so cohesive in the tone, and I guess it's because well, it's you a lot know, of those anecdotes.
3: Yeah, and you rare. know it's like. I got to tell me, look, you don't argue with success. Their job isn't to make writers feel comfortable and have self-esteem. They know <laughs> what they're doing. So basically, yeah. Their they job cherry- is to
2: rape you and, <laughs> and send you home. <laughs> they
3: pick ideas and things yeah. that happen to you. Yeah. And it was funny because there was one story I pitched where um, George was working, I guess, before cell phones. we But, you know, and that is an observation Jerry made that, there were no cell phones on Seinfeld. Yeah. You know, now, yeah. but Jerry, George is uh, on a cruise, I forgot, and there's a girl he likes, so he keeps calling Jerry for advice, mm-hmm. you know. He goes, don't you think that's kind of pathetic for George? Going, pathetic, Jerry? you know. <laughs> Everything's, yeah yeah. yeah.
2: yeah, that's the that's point. All of a sudden I, was, I was making
3: him too pathetic doing something I did. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it was
1: the bass guitar transitional music that made that show. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is, it's funny to me because, like, a lot of, like, on Seinfeld, I never found that obnoxious. I actually, like, thought that was good. But, like, <laughs> Two Broke Girls, I don't know if you've watched the show at all. No, they uh, do that
3: on that show. They did not
1: use that, but they use the same transitional music every time. And it's, it's from this song by Peter, Bjorn, and John, which I used to like.
2: Oh, it's been real. But
1: all it is is it goes down, down, down. Down, down. Down down, don't like down, 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 I don't know much about it. every th- time it transitions from a scene. It's like, oh my god!
3: Now, do you watch Two Broke Girls? No, I don't know it. But um, a few gay guys I've talked to. Oh, it's my favorite show. Oh, you, why do you think that is?
1: Well, I mean, it's by I think it's by Michael Patrick right. King. So and it has all the all the, sex like the City all, people all came all over.
3: Girlfriend. This. Oh, isn't
2: that that's by Whitney.
1: It's also by Whitney, but it's Michael – It's he, co-created, co-created it by it – Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I've seen the first – I've seen a few episodes. I just don't – I don't like the feeling of it. Yeah, it's okay. Like, I
3: don't – It's like – it's like, wink, wink, we're so hip, we're so – you know, this is two girls just saying things about, hey, I want to have sex with that guy,
1: yeah. It feels – actually, to me, it just feels really outdated. It feel, yeah, it feels, it feels like
2: it has – it wishes it was really –
1: it feels okay. like it was made in uh, in 1991, maybe. Yeah, like it, That's the kind of era that it, for me, feels like. Maybe that was intentional. But then they're
2: trying to do more. They try to risque it up. Yeah, exactly. Risque yeah. it up. Yeah. But the, the
3: 1991 is people sitting around... An office, like suddenly Susan. Yeah, and yeah. you don't know what they do, what their jobs are. They just randomly a bullpen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, all those bullpen shows. I it didn't know what like, a bullpen meant, but I did Murphy Brown. Oh my
2: you. gosh, that's so awesome!
3: I did six of them.
2: I love Murphy. Yeah, Brown. I
1: love Murphy Brown too. We uh, <laughs> we did at my, at my festival two years ago. We had a thing where we did a, like a tribute, and we had Candice Bergen and Diane English there. Get oh, out, sure. out of here! Yeah, yes. It was great. It was fantastic.
3: That show, show. that that show doesn't hold up in syndication because of the political jokes.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that stuff doesn't. Like, it's like if a sitcom so r- so r- timely,
3: done yeah. now have all Rick Santana... Uh, yeah, you know, right.
1: jokes. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely things that don't that aren't evergreen so talented, on that show. But like, yeah. if you think back to like what that show did, it was so ballsy. Also,
3: yeah, I yeah, women would go. I'm a lot like Murphy. It really gave them a, yeah. a yeah. thing. She yeah. was
2: one of those first protagonist characters that really wasn't like. The thing was never to deal with her love life. You know, that was always just skirting it. It was yeah. not like, and what I really need is a man. Well, and oh, the whole yeah. single
1: mother thing and the whole yeah. Dan Quayle calling the show out. Yeah, like all all it all it does, and this goes for anybody that wants to protest anything. All it does is bring attention to the thing that you're protesting. You know what I what mean? mean? Like, whenever people are like, oh, don't watch this movie because blah, 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 oh. blah, blah. All it does is, like, oh, Get this movie that, that I <laughs> wasn't going to see, now maybe I'm sort right. of interested yeah. in because it's like all you're doing is like helping it in right. a sense. Like, uh, yeah, that's the to me, is always really Well, funny. that was
3: uh, the Juke, that and the Juke Carey show. See, I grew up watching Bob Newhart and. Um, Barney Miller, yeah. where they had shows with not great looking middle aged people. Right. And I felt I could be a regular, but then that went out. But yeah, like they would not have a show with Drew Carey, like with not great looking yeah. guys. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yep. They'd have to be hunky and like Ryan Reynolds-ish. Right. And, yeah, and, and with, with Murphy Brown, Joe Ragabaluto, and yep. yeah, all those... Faith Ford was fun to work with. Yeah, I worked with Grant, her again Grant on a show and stuff too. Norm you know. McDonald show. I, I worked with oh, her again. Norm. I, I know That's a bad. He Norm was bad. my first
2: celebrity crush.
3: <laughs> yeah, she oh, said yeah? A celebrity crush in really until Norm. you meet him. Have you met him? <laughs> no. Oh, it goes away. <laughs> well, now, he's charming. We'll get him on the show and ruin it for you. He's charming, <laughs> but he's only only showbiz could could someone like me call someone else neurotic or crazy. <laughs> Like, oh. the crazy.
2: Oh, my gosh.
3: But, uh, no, Norm is one of the funniest guys. I
2: agree. I think he's worked. I
3: had so much fun working with him because I did three episodes, and Artie Lang, mm-hmm. who's, he's a sweet guy and fun, and, and Norm got obsessed. He's like a gambler mentality. We're playing yeah. tennis. We were playing tennis. So we'd have to go to this place right by um, Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. this fancy tennis club. And, like, and we'd be playing, sweating it up, and he's throwing rackets, and we didn't have the right tennis quite. The guy from (laughs) Frazier was there. Like, who are these guys? (laughs) Niles. He was there. It was, like, one of those things. And and he was so – see, the one thing about tennis I learned is you think – because I remember I played – took tennis classes. I played this heavy lady, but you don't have – you could be very heavy and could beat tennis. You don't – you just walk one or two steps You'd and go like this. You have to be a little mimble, And yeah. Artie Lang is actually – was an athlete. Ah. Yeah, and he just got heavier, but he's a great athlete, and he was beating Norm, and Norm thought I could beat this fat guy. And <laughs> he was going crazy, <laughs> and, and, and and they were waiting for us for the taping, and we're all getting sweat, sweated up, and I'm going, Norm, don't you care? And I'm thinking, well – He's the star of the show and he doesn't care. We're about to do a taping. Then all right. And so then they rushed us back and put him in makeup. He was more obsessed with running – to play tennis. Oh, so, my gosh. his yeah. yeah. own show. Norm has like
1: one of my, I think my favorite Conan O'Brien moment ever was with Norm. Which with,
3: what's was, her name? The, with with Courtney H- Thorn- I was Thorn-Smith. in Chairman of the Board. That's the one. Ah. Yeah. I uh, was in the Carrot Top movie.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: Courtney Smith was the other guest. Norm had gone done the first segment, so he slid over, but he was still out there and he just kept interjecting in the middle of Courtney's thing, Because <laughs> in was funny way. Because
3: she had quit um, Melrose Place to be in Chairman of the Board. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he goes, this is what you quit. And hey, let me ask chairman of b-o-r-e-d
1: yeah. right before he saw that joke like conan like she's like what's it called and chairman of the board and conan's like do something with that freak i think is what he said and then and then norman is it b-o-r-e-d and then conan just loses his shit it's really it's online you can find it yes. really easily it's one of those oh it's almost always in the clip packages when they like look back at you know late night with conan and stuff uh. like that it's just, it's so
3: funny now he's he, what I love about Norm, he's innately funny. He's not being hipstery funny. Yeah. He's not doing, hey, like those best week ever, right. like we're b- better than you. Yeah. You know, it's not, yeah, he's not trying to be cool. Like no, a he's lot just of them, clever. Yeah. And, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, and funny, it's his yeah. own neuroses that makes him funny. Yeah. You've but
3: also, his show wasn't that bad, Norm. Oh, no, show, I agree. Sitcom.
1: I, no, I thought it was pretty good. Norm can do it, no That's wrong. That's right. Uh, can we talk about Thrill Seeker?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: which Dr. DeMeno ran with that right
3: yeah you know i um i used to do those jokes i'm a thrill seeker i drank milk that expired yesterday <laughs> i was on a bus while it was in motion i talked to the driver so i, I used to do these you know thrill seeker jokes in my act which by the way i should send you a thing one time me and kennison were doing thrill seeker jokes he wanted me to tour with him as one of his outlaws mm-hmm. You know, because I'm not an outlaw, I'm a thrill seeker, an <laughs> and I should have done it. But I was, so basically, I had this idea, you guys too young, I feel like an old guy, Rapping Rodney, do you remember? I remember yeah. rapping Rodney. So I thought, that's mm-hmm. what I'll do, I'll have a video with a song with all my thrill seeker jokes in it. And um, so, actually, yeah, I some friends, we just did a thing, like a quote-unquote song where I'm saying all the thrills. Yeah. I'll do it again. You can't stop me. Woohoo. you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, you, does every guest do this? They turn to her, her more because she laughs more, you know? <laughs> she, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So she's she's become a, yeah, you know. I'm a
2: go-to. Uh, yeah, yeah. So
3: basically I did a little vid- a song and someone I knew uh, had contacts with Dr. Demento. <laughs> and it was the number one song for a few weeks the people voted in, the Thrill Seeker song, which...
2: So awesome.
0: Yeah,
3: which has gotten this for me, water. I know, it didn't even (laughs) get, you know, but but uh, it was a thrill, yeah.
1: Dr. Domenum actually meant a lot to me growing up. Like, I really got into that program. You've talked a lot about Dr. Domeno. Have
2: I? Yeah, no, only in good ways, like when you talk about, as a kid, like, listening to it and stuff.
3: Which songs do you remember? Pencil Neck Geek? Pencil Neck Geek, Star
1: Trek and... Uh, um, boot to the head, um,
3: freckles on her butt.
1: Yeah, a lot of stuff. <laughs> this, this actually ties in with the first question, which we can we can oh. do, uh, which is, uh, what was the first comedy or novelty song you can remember being really into?
3: Well. Again, I hate being this guy. And there was a guy called Alan Sherman. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, hello, mudda. Mm-hmm. Hello, hello, father. Bada. He yeah. did that, and he did a lot of songs. I'm upside down. My head is spinning around because I got to sell the house in town. So he <laughs> he was uh, my generation's like Jewish, Catskilly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I used to. Uh, I loved him. Yeah, Alan, Alan Sherman. Sherman. Yeah, he was great. And then I just got into this guy. His name is Mickey Katz. He was Joel Gray's father, who's Jennifer Gray's yeah. father, okay. and he was a guy called. Look him up. Mickey Katz did Yiddish um, song parodies. You know, like uh, I'm a bishen like to like and Oh, that's
2: who Isn't that who Eugene Levy was parodying in? Um...
1: In uh, Waiting for Griffin. Yeah. Really? I
2: think. I think so. <laughs> Divik Schmidt, I said. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Mickey Katz. I said more ham. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I love song parody. Well, no, no. This is what I... No, this isn't a song parrot. Do you remember those songs? Like, there's Jaws. Remember those things like... Jaws is out, and they do little clips of songs. Yeah, around, like round, round, get around, I get around.
1: And there's novelty interview songs where, like, they would cut to popular songs of yes. the time oh, as it. that as that person's response to stuff. And a- actually, Albert Brooks sent yes. a send up of that on his uh, comedy on that? his one album. No. Albert
3: Brooks did a bit where he so can't funny. afford the rights. So I just met Lassie, yeah. and like you know, it's spatula. so funny.
1: Yeah, the idea is he can't afford the rights to the popular songs, so he like records oh his own gosh, songs that sort awesome. of sound like they would be popular songs. I and guess, cuts to I those, know. and it's, he's broadcasting for the first party in outer space, <laughs> yeah. and interviewing people. And the song that they cut to would never be a song. And one of them literally is like. Ooh! I just met Lassie, which would never be a song. But yeah, they did
3: things about the energy crisis. Oh, my gosh. And everybody was kung fu fighting. Now, what did you think would be wrong? (laughs) I just can't help. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> pretty funny stuff i think for me it was i mean other than weird owl which i was obsessed with yeah. like the m3d album i thought was great i did listen to a lot of dr nomeno and the one song i can remember thinking like i'm really into puns i've always been a very punny guy which yeah. if you listen to this podcast at all you know because i interject with a lot of girls i'm
3: my own grandpa
1: <laughs> i'm my own grandpa the one that i remember thinking was just so funny was kippa wet dream song i don't know if you ever heard I that, know that one. It's, it's all very dirty. it's all fish puns it's <laughs> All fish puns. If you hear it, it's uh, I can't even remember like what they are. While but
3: driving around, you know that da, da, da. it's
1: it's like a narrative. Like he's telling a story about like how he like his car broke down and all these things, you know. And the guy said, "Looks like you've blown a seal." And I said, "Just fix <laughs> the damn thing, pal, and keep my private life out of it." <laughs> um, he, he sucker punched it. me. He healed over. It's, it's all like
3: pun jokes. Yeah. Like all that. all these Doctor Demento songs will hit me after I leave. But yeah, I, I, they're they're fun and. They're just, they're, they're shamelessly lame. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just celebration of silly. Like. How yeah.
3: You- but when you're when you're a kid and you're like, you don't have that
1: like pressure of like, oh, I'm a football player, I got to be cool. Right. <laughs> you can listen to Doctor Domeno all you want, nah. and like no apologies about it. Um, and it really shaped my sense of humor a lot of that stuff and, yeah. and the Weird Al song parodies and stuff like that. Too. What
3: about Ooh Ee Ooh Ah Ah? ting Tang. bing. yeah, those were. Yeah, Ding Tang. Yeah, I loved all
1: those things. Yeah. For me, those things were great. How about you, Vanessa? What would yours be? There
2: was this... I lived in upstate New York um, as a kid. uh, Near Utica. Uh Uh-huh. And there was this group that I think they still tour around. They're called the Chenille Sisters. And it's... This woman's a cappella group, What's Not to Love? Sometimes they have instruments, but they wrote funny songs that I thought were so funny. My parents loved them too. And I, it was always like this weird audience of like middle aged, like knitting kind of people. And then me and my little best friend that went with our moms, and we were so into it. But there was one song written from the point of view of a can of tuna, and I just thought it was brilliant. I am can of tuna sitting on a shelf. It's so good, <laughs> and like it talks about all the things it's seen, like the fight that the woman got in with her husband, and then Whoa, she ends deeper. up
1: much deeper than I thought. It she would be. ends
2: up in the garbage can.
1: Whoa! Yeah,
2: it's sad, but she becomes I, a frying pan or a brand new limousine. She doesn't know because she's going to be recycled at the end.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs>
2: eco-friendly
1: uh janet and i used to my friend janet marnie and i used to always yep. joke about trying to write a sequel to jack and diane <laughs> 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 follow up diddy about uh, gotcha. jack and diane yeah. and we would just improvise when we were driving the car like back and forth it turns out like they died and they got reincarnated one as a tire the other as a nail uh and oh, the nail no. got dropped on the freeway eventually <gasps> went over the tire and punctured the tire so they were together again sort of it was just the stupidest thing we could possibly make <laughs> up on the spot but uh, i should do that sometime yeah <laughs> oh, and I just the the chorus to that wet dream song. I just remembered it was oh, "Think I had a wet dream, cruising through the Gulf Stream." Ooh. Yeah, it was a little, yeah. a little blue.
2: That is dirty. Thought
1: it was funny. it. Thought it was funny. There you go. Well, let's let's do my questions, shall we? Okay, sure. I've got five questions for you. They're kind of. I want
2: to keep talking. Goofy, didn't I know. Even get to talk about everyone loves Raymond. Okay.
1: We can. everybody.
2: Everyone. No, just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I think I'm well, pretty it's sure it's about it. My favorite part about
3: Everybody questions. Loves Raymond is talking to Charles Durning, who I, was my favorite movie, Dog Day Afternoon, and mm-hmm. Peter Ball from Taxi Driver and Asking Them Questions. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, my god! And,
3: well, the, the the thing about Raymond is... Brad Garrett, he's like an old-school kind of Don Rickles guy, yeah. and he's always on, and he'd be ribbing Ray about how much money he makes. Hey, he fell off his wallet. Again, ah. That's my Larry David, everyone. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you're making 300000 an episode, and I'm sitting there as the guest guy maybe making three or whatever. Yeah. And all he keeps, oh, hey, Ray, what are you, counting your money? Hey. Ah. And, yeah, so that was oh, always him gosh. doing, like, ribbing Ray about being rich.
2: Well, and I've heard that um – that was like such a friendly set too, like a really positive atmosphere. Is that yeah. your experience too?
3: Yeah. Well, Ray is yeah, very accessible. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I think the, the, the funniest shows are though the the least profile ones. Mm-hmm. You know, they just uh, Bob Saget had a show called Raising Dad, which what? what yeah. Oh, also my question. The two girls, the two girls. One of them is on. Um, Two broke girls. That's uh, that's one yep. of my questions. You and Already nailed it. You're wow! Already, you're already you're for wow. Five. winning. You're
2: winning. <laughs> wow. you already one for five.
3: And uh, yeah, you know what, Ray? It wasn't so loose because this is, you know, all the executives. There was are so there. much on the line for yeah, everybody. Yeah, and, and yeah. not the on the show. line, but people with suits walking around, right. being part of it, and publicity, and and I'm the outsider. They're talking about what they're going to wear to the Emmys, and oh. their new houses, and. I, I kind of like yeah with Sag yeah that's funny yeah those what's the blonde one she's she from uh, no no uh, Saget
1: show Saget show is actually his, his daughter on the show I'll just technically ask the question okay. Okay. but uh, you played Bert Kidning DDS on the uh, Jonathan Katz created Bob Saget show Raising Dad the daughter on the show is played by what CBS sitcom star and the answer is Cat Dennings yes who's on Two but, but the other
3: girl has been in movie- I forgot her name
2: the blonde
3: yeah on uh, um, Saget show Raising Dad. Um, she just started a movie. Um, Brie, B R I E. Brie Larson. Ah. Larson. Yes. She's just done yeah, some yeah, big yeah. stuff.
1: She has, yeah. Yeah. Um. So you nailed that one before I even asked
2: it. Yeah, that's a first. Um,
1: <laughs> all right. I'll just do. I'll just run down these. Okay. Uh, your first film appearance came in the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Goes to college comedy, Big Man on Campus. Mm. What was the original title of the movie?
3: I think I remember. Um. Wait. The Hunchback of UCLA. Yeah. That's it. Even
1: though I guess they filmed it at USC.
3: Yes, exactly. Which is huh. funny. exactly.
1: Uh, I used to actually love that movie because it was on HBO all the time when wow. I was Wow. All
3: up. I played there was a montage of college students describing the Hunchback. He came over here. So it just, uh, yeah, I was like, wow. Yeah, just. That's all I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was a. Uh, it's not. You can't
1: get it. It's like it's, it goes for like a hundred dollars on VHS. It's ridiculous. Cindy well, I've Williams never seen was it. in it. Yeah, Cindy Williams. Um, uh, Alan Katz was the, the Hunchback. Back. Bob maluga Luga, Luga, Luga. Bo- Luga. Bo- <laughs> bo- <laughs> bo- lo- what did you like about it? Just the repetition, know. repetition just, that you saw. It was just goofy, and it kind of had a little bit of heart to it, and it was just on HBO all the time. And I was like eight or nine when it was so on. So many times. Hunchback
2: of Notre Dame goes to college comedy. Yeah, it's <laughs> called
1: Big Man on Campus. Basically like he's living in the bell tower of UCLA and then he like he's looking at this girl that he likes and then some guy he is, is a giving her yeah, yeah, is giving her a hard time so he swings out like on a rope and protects oh. her kind of thing and sort of like in the you know yeah. they say it mirrors the actual story right. and then he ends up like going to the college there. Does
2: he get his back fixed? <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't recall that I'm just saying
2: if that was a movie with a girl in it they'd take her glasses off and give her a new haircut they should take his hunch off Is back okay keep going
1: so yeah that was that movie uh but yeah it goes for like there's a lot of people that love that movie for some reason and they've never put it on dvd so it's one of those things where it's like a hundred dollars for vhs copy and ebay which i will never do but warner archive which i I dig a lot puts a lot of their movies out like on dvd on demand Mm -hmm. so it's like 20 bucks to get the maze there's a lot of titles out there that like you know, you aren't necessarily enough for them to print and put on a store right. shelves, but if you order them, they're like 20 bucks. So I've gotten things that I used to love that aren't necessarily amazing, like, cool. like American Anthem, the gymnastics movie from the 80s. Wow. Um, but there's a lot of James Gardner movies out there that have never been officially on DVD, but you can get through there like Skin Game and uh, – no, Skin is game. great. it's, so like, it's about it slaves. So it's it's like a con that he and Lou Gossett Jr. are running. Right. Like he go they're they're in cahoots, but he goes and like sells Lou Gossett Jr. and then they then he breaks <laughs> them free and then they split the money. Um it's it's funny. Anyways. I'm, uh,
3: I, I me try that. So yeah, Warner Archives. <laughs> like
1: I'll let the we shouted them out. I have heard a lot from them. Warner Warner it's through the Warner Brothers site, but they have a ton of titles on there and they're all like twenty bucks. And there's things out there that you probably haven't thought about in a long time that are that are cool. Question two: You appeared on the hit Candace Bergen sitcom Murphy Brown six times, all in different roles. How many of the different roles can you name?
3: Uh, yeah, this this is sad that I'm so good at myself. But, <laughs> um, you know, actually, because I, I I wrote a book called Maybe We'll Have You Back, so I, I redid all. Oh the my stuff. gosh! That's what my Seinfeld year came out of. Uh, they, I, I broke off a single, so so I, I kind of remembered. That. Okay, Usher, uh, sure? yeah, boom. Delhi guy. Yep. Um, delhi guy, usher. Um, wait, wait, six. Okay. Oh, uh, motel clerk. Motel mm-hmm. guy, yep. Um, motel clerk, usher, delhi guy. That was with mm, Scott Bakula. Um, I love Scott.
1: Bakula. She gives fun
3: clues. Oh, bartender. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, a guy in the street being interviewed. A witness. Uh, um, what about? Robot! I never would have guessed that. Robot. 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 Yeah, I want to guess that one. <laughs> and the last one. I um, think that
2: was the street man.
3: What was Probably. it? Probably.
1: Witness or. Just Fred. Okay. Your credit is Fred. And All Williams. right. All That's right. pretty great. They're
2: like, let's give him a name. <laughs> pretty great recall. That's so awesome.
1: I do find a lot, I think it's funny when you, when you dig through your filmography how many Freds you play.
3: I, you know, when I was on Seinfeld as an actor, it was called Pete, and they. Change it to Fred, because I just seem like a Fred. <laughs> yeah. It fits, it works.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, question three. You played Larry in a Tony Danza-starring Danza TV movie produced by Disney. What was the unusual title of the movie?
3: Yeah, the Philadelphia garbage-picking... I, yes, I know it's something it's ridiculous.
1: Nice. It's the garbage-picking, field goal-kicking Philadelphia phenomenon.
2: Trippingly off the tongue. That's
3: (laughs) that's probably another one of those things that is probably only on VHS. Yeah. And if if there's anyone that really wants it, I'd want to know why.
1: (laughs) He's basically like he played a garbage man who, like, when he's kicking a lever down on his truck or something, all of a sudden you he's remember incredible. you saw this. I remember seeing him as a kid.
3: Wow, this guy's good. I know
1: he gets like incredible strength in his leg. and no, well, it turned a out field he, goal he, kicker. It turned so yeah,
3: he, he was, was very frustrated. No, because the garbage truck was broken, so they always have to do the lever yeah. thing. Yeah. And then he was so frustrated, that he kicked things, tires, and they were going. So then a scout saw him, and he became a field goal kicker a phenomenon. Yeah. Yes,
1: <laughs> which uh, which yeah, <laughs> it's almost as good as Gus the field goal kicking mule, but not quite. No. Right. Don Knotts. Uh, you already got question four. So question five. You played cousin Gerard and everybody loves Raymond. Gerard and Raymond get into a famous fight over the pronunciation of what word?
3: Of course. This is on my demo tape. Now. Yep. <laughs> no. Now.
1: <laughs> Such a great scene. I oh, love it. Thank you. So funny. Now uh, it's my Those turn. are mine. Vanessa, let's do yours, shall we? Have
2: you ever met an Olsen awesome twin?
1: No. Oh. She asks it every episode. you Okay. <laughs>
2: you're known for your speaking voice, but a wizard is mad at you, and they have decided to give you one of two punishments. You're either going to have your voice replaced with a lisping voice of a six-year-old little girl, or you keep your voice, but your arms become covered in belly buttons.
3: You know. Ooh. <laughs> this
1: is that you've been asking the a Okay, of...
3: this is a career choice. Yeah. Well, I guess... Hmm, I guess I would take... The arm. well for career, I would take the arm one because I would wear long sleeve shirts yeah. and try to pursue voiceovers. <laughs> but then I would have seven thousand times more trouble meeting women. <laughs> <laughs> for the career, the belly buttons. But then the other thing would be bad with women too—lisping. Yeah,
2: a little girl's are, uh, the belly
3: buttons. But I would <laughs> it's probably a wise choice. Yeah,
2: Ooh, and yucky. I couldn't get plastic surgery. No, no. Right. And you're supposed you, you to wear could. sleeveless shirts. You could get <laughs> plastic surgery,
1: but then like within two. Weeks, Weeks the belly buttons Ew,
2: they reemerge your skin starts shaking <laughs> <laughs> they're coming
3: wow, that's a good one
2: okay um if you were in Shawshank Redemption what poster would you hang up on the wall that
3: you would hmm. dig that behind dig a tunnel behind you mean wh- who I have a crush on
2: kind of yeah or any any poster you think would be great how would your cell
3: look basically well, okay on? let me let me look. that's I love that's one of my favorite movies oh I love it so much yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, who what woman. Have a crush on? Um, I like redheads. Yes, I um, people like Julianne Moore, but uh, I like, oh, what about Christina Hendricks? Yeah, yeah, that. yeah.
2: So that's something to look at.
3: Yeah, I, I uh, think yeah. Um, probably maybe. You know, maybe because it's a movie, Nicole Kidman for the oh yeah for the that accessibility good. that would be everyone could be
2: like oh yeah we know
1: we get her. I
3: get excited when I meet actors from Shawshank Redemption. Clancy Brown I work with. Oh, oh my god! I want
1: him. I'm trying to get him on the show. So help you, love, oh, Really, that'd be great. That's I love, so okay. awesome. I'm a huge fan of Clancy. He's been in everything, and he's always been amazing. He's Isn't been that in three crazy? prison
3: movies. He was in. Oh, here's a quiz for you. What three prison movies? What was he Cole in? will get it.
1: Shawshank. Was he in Green Mile also? No, okay, so Shawshank, Murder in the First.
2: Escape from Alcatraz.
3: No, okay. Made- Shawshank. Definitely he was Shawshank. in The Hurricane with Ruben okay. oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Washington. And one of the first, the first things he did was a movie called Bad Boys mm, Sean with Penn. Sean Penn oh, and Esai yeah. Morales. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh my gosh, that was a good movie. I play yeah.
1: softball with Isaiah every once in a while. Really? Uh, yeah. 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 How, How is, is he? he? He's good at softball. Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking. Guy can hit. Okay. Um,
2: This is a a stretch of a question. I heard you're starring in a serialized version of Taxi Driver, kind of like they're making it a show like Dexter. (laughs) They're taking the movie Taxi Driver. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about the show and who your prostitute love interest is?
3: Oh, in my contemporary Mm -hmm. show. Um, Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, this is a huge huge deal. Oh, well, this (laughs) just came about. so It's all very (laughs) surreal. Yeah. We're very excited that we got um well, I'm not too versed with young actresses. Maybe Selena Gomez. <laughs> Ew. I think yeah, I think no, actually Miley Cyrus. Oh yeah. I worked on Hannah Montana. <gasps> hey y'all, I'm a prostitute, y'all. Yeah. She
2: is a talented
3: person. I'm yeah. Just saying. <laughs> You love these, these, these kids shows. She does. She I loves don't, the tween I don't shows. love Hannah Montana. You love the tween shows. I
2: love the tween shows, but I, I think Hannah Montana's too sassy. But I don't, like don't she's sassy. I'm
3: glad I never working. was on um the sweet life. That's oh, too broad. Zach and Cody. Yeah. Oh that's too that's vaudeville. I uh, that
1: that's we, I mean even the title is too broad. Yeah. I mean, sweet life, sweet life. Come on. <laughs>
2: that's Come a on. that's a norm joke that he would just spit out right. and be moving on already.
3: We're like uh, Sweet Life, right?
2: <laughs> oh you just sounded like, Do my you, boyfriend. like shake it up. I haven't seen that one. Uh,
3: I it did one of those.
2: Is that on... Is it current Disney. Right now? It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, Ugh, it's no Wizards of Waverly no, Place. please. That's the best one. I really do think that's the best one. Okay, this is your last question. It's very difficult. You are stranded on a desert island. Uh-huh. like You've been shipwrecked with um, a little airplane full of some other comedians. And you have to tell us... It's kind of... It turns into like Lord of the Flies. Like who lives the longest and how does how, it go down? What
1: happens on that
3: island? It's
2: you, Sam Kennison... Bob Saget and Jerry Seinfeld,
3: who lives the longest? Yeah,
2: or how does it go down? Like
3: what happens? Oh wow! <laughs> what with Kennison Seinfeld and Saget? Saget, I think the uh, Saget goes first. He's he's neurotic <laughs> and he he has OCD, ODD, and he would get on everyone's nerves. <laughs> and he he would they would kill him or you'd
2: be eating long chicken legs. For yeah, the- <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: He goes first. I think uh, the survivor is Seinfeld. He's a crafty guy. Yeah, yeah. He's he's very shrewd. He, you know, he he would win on the show Survivor. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes.
2: Ooh. Are you? Do you think you go before Sam?
3: I think uh, actually. Oh, I I'm included in this yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, I I think I'm first. <laughs> I have no survival. Skills. I already
2: I already died. Well,
3: Sam would
1: lose his voice screaming for help.
3: I'll, I'll give you a Wizards of Waverly question. It's a sad one. But, well, oh, no. Well, which guy who passed away was also on Seinfeld, on Wizards? I don't know. Um, he is Mr. Pitt, Ian Abercrombie. And he was one of Elaine's bosses, and yeah. he was like the older wizard. Yeah, yeah he just passed oh my away. God, that's Speaking so of, sad. like
1: Daniel von Bargen,
3: did you see that? Wait a minute, who was he on Seinfeld?
1: He was one of George's bosses, I think. I don't remember his. I, name. Don't, I don't remember, I just remember who he him was. because he's a great character actor. I've loved in a lot of stuff, and uh, he tried to commit suicide and failed. Yeah, um, and yeah, I saw uh, like a couple, like a week ago, if. Oh. Like, shot him Like, he's got oh some gosh. sort of diabetes or something and was going to lose his toes or something. Oh, he didn't want to live God. that way. And so, like, tried to shoot himself in the temple. That's and so sad. It. So, I know. Oof. Sorry, Daniel, by margin. Wow. Great character actor. So,
3: though. do you have, like, a, a, a quiz? On your website, uh, no. Seinfeld related? Oh, we should. We
1: could do that.
2: We what we're going to do? We have this great giveaway that you've brought, which we're excited about. Um, and people will answer their first com- comedy music thing. Oh, great! And yep. we'll pick what we like the
1: best. <laughs> it's very subjective. <laughs> so you have a film that's going to be in the Fargo Film Festival, Fred and Vinny. Right?
3: Yeah, I did a movie that I think eventually it's going to be on Netflix soon. A yeah. quirky movie. I've been going to film festivals. We went to. We want something at. Austin. Oh,
2: that's awesome. Yeah, that's well, a great uh, one.
3: Comedy. Uh, we were in Slam Dance, and it's a true story. And it's I didn't know how pathetic I was when people go. It's about two pathetic guys, <laughs> and I'm playing myself. <laughs> I'm Fred Stoller, but I knew this guy was agoraphobic uh, or agoraphobic. I get mixed yeah. up. He doesn't like to leave the house, and he'd live vicariously through me. Like if I went to the video store mm-hmm. or. You know, and he go get out, man. No way. And then he came to stay with me, and it was kind of sad and funny. And
2: oh my gosh, yeah.
3: So uh, Fred and Vinny, yeah, that's was so that awesome. Fun?
2: Well, cool. I can't wait to see it. And and people
1: should definitely download your Kindle single, My yes. Seinfeld Year, which uh, Whitney Matheson on uh, USA Today made it a pop culture pick for her. Congratulations, oh, that's so yeah, awesome. Yeah, so go to Amazon and download that. And it's a
3: do- only dollar ninety nine. Yeah, there which you go. Which is crazy. And I've had I, I've had some reviews. Say, hey, uh, I loved it, but I'm only giving it two stars because it was kind of short. I wanted more. and Well, it's called a single.
2: Right. <laughs> and it's a $1.99. Yeah.
3: So- I'm not
1: a fan of brevity, so <laughs> F you, Fred Stoller. Yeah. Two stars. Uh, but yeah, definitely download that. Uh, you can follow Fred on Twitter. It's just at Fred underscore. It's
3: Fred underscore Stoller. Some idiot took Fred Stoller, meaning me. <laughs> I tried to do Twitter, and then I didn't stick with it. But I can't get that back because the email to sign oh, in doesn't exist oh anymore. My God. It's some right. you know, so So yeah. you
2: screwed yourself away. Yes,
3: that's Fred underscore stoller <laughs> You know what I'm talking about when you sign yeah. in yeah. And I can't mm-hmm. re get it yeah i have i, a, I have a an account, account that there. i don't
1: know if i can log into anywhere because i don't remember one i just created an email address for it's from yeah. my, my Nell tweets thing oh yeah i tweet i used to tweet as nell from the movie nell <laughs> a little side account Dang. uh yeah it's just a lot funny. of tay in the way and stuff but uh it's semi-topical yeah <laughs> but i cannot for the life of me remember what the login stuff is oh, so. yeah. jody
3: foster once called me an idiot
1: oh <gasps> why
3: well back when i was doing stand-up um she was sitting in the front in the comic strip, and I didn't think it was her. Yeah. I go, you look like uh, Jodie Foster. Can I please say it's you? Because I have a crush on you and Christy McNichol, because I'm an idiot. She goes, you are an idiot. <gasps> I went, oh, my God, that really was her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So, Did she
2: take a picture?
3: Did she what? Did she pose for a picture with you? No. Oh. I, I, I did stand up. Oh, I think up. I was just imagining that part. I, I did like- stand up so long ago before every i did sitcoms before everyone um you know could take videos right. pictures the accessibility of you know yeah so an immediate I didn't, and the fact she called me an idiot didn't make me want to, ask to take a picture with her. <laughs> she
2: probably meant it in the best possible way oh yeah like you're little charlie you're just like charlie <laughs> there you
1: go and there's a lot of your st- your stand-up is online yeah um, you yeah can go on youtube and stuff like that the thrill
3: seeker video you can yep, find yeah too and these so great awesome.
1: videos you did uh the gate show
3: oh yeah where, with bob saget yeah and and
1: saget sarah, sarah silverman Th- uh, check those out too. So He's a awesome. uh, security guard at a gate on a lot, but then he thinks it's his own talk show. So people can drive <laughs> I through. Love it. They're their guests. It's it's great too. And um, yeah, so check hey, out all that hey, stuff. Hey, this
3: is fun. Thank I, you so It yeah, was Wow, strong. why aren't they all this much fun?
2: <laughs> people just don't know how to I, I guess some that. get
3: really deep, you know. No Maybe point. you didn't make it because you'd want to make it.
2: <laughs> what's your big what's your burden? What's your darkest yeah. secret?
3: Yeah, we're we're a little
1: goofier. And <laughs> positive. So much fun. So man. there you go. Uh, you can follow me at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ryan. And the podcast is at PMC Podcast. Thanks for being here, Fred. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yay. yay! Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at PopMyCulturePodcast.com. And follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.